Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Sisters Cast. I'm your host Bardia, and today we'll be talking. Well, today will be a special secret episode. It's not secret, really. It's gonna. Well, today we're gonna t- be talking about the Super Bowl. And yeah, Super Bowl Fifty Four, Chiefs versus Niners. Chiefs versus Forty Nine. And in an effort to make this podcast more like casual and less like. Here's information. Take information, right? There's tons of just information in your face instead of just telling you information, right? I want to make it more of like my opinion, not so my opinions, but like my thoughts, right? Um, and just more casual. And also, I'm not gonna script episodes anymore. Previously, I was scripting them. I mean, I wasn't like fully like word for word, but I was putting like bullet points and the things I want to talk about and like some quotes and stuff from different articles. Um, an effort to make it more casual, I will kind of stray away from that a little bit and kind of just, just talk, just let it flow. Okay. So, well, let's get started. Um, well, here we are, Super Bowl 54. Uh, in, well, today is Friday and in two days, well, not counting today, we will see Super Bowl 54 and... I'm quite excited for the Super Bowl because it's the first it's the first Super Bowl that my team is actually playing in the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I love the Niners. I mean, my dad was a Niners fan. Um, growing up, when he first came to the U.S., he was a Niners fan. I, I mean, he lives in San Francisco. And then, you know, which they say, whatever team team your dad likes is the team that you're gonna that you're gonna grow up a fan of. No matter where you live, and I do currently live in the San Francisco area, and and of course I fall, I am a big fan of San Francisco 49ers. So which which may end up slightly giving a bias towards the Niners in this episode, but I will try my best to keep it non-biased. Keep it um, try to keep it as um. The most objective, but I'm just keeping it, keep it as objective as possible. But then, in a sporting event, it's tough to keep things objective, as um, a game can go anywhere. It could be Bengals versus Chiefs. That wouldn't work. Bengals and the Niners, and the Bengals would still obviously have a chance to pull it off because it's a professional sports team, even though they're kind of doo doo. They're still a professional sports team that has professional players who played. Who play professionally? So, um, well, let's get right into it. What? So the main, the main headline, the main headline is big, big strong defense versus big strong offense, and that in part is true. That is true. But a team has a lot more. See, good teams have a lot more facets. To them, good teams have to be well-rounded. Good teams have to be, you know, well-rounded in order to make it to this point. So both teams would have to be quite well-rounded. You can't just ride the back of a good defense. You can't ride the back of a good offense. We we learned that from both the Bears and the Patriots, as the Bears they had that 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 um def- that powerful defensive line with Khalil Mack and others, Khalil Mack and company. And their secondary was also quite good. 
they had just so many good defense pieces and, and, and their defense was great. But yeah, that offense is hard garbage. Mr. Trubisky made us all think for a second that he was good. I mean, made me think for a second that he was good. A lot of people could see through his Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl caliber year. I don't know. Somehow he made the Pro Bowl. I don't know how. But um, we could all see through that, and the and the the Bears got got double doinked into garbage. That double doink is that double doink will always will always be in their memory and will always be haunting them. I don't think this team is gonna get anywhere unless they upgrade their offense and move on from Mitch Trubisky. And I mean they spent they spent extraordinarily high draft capital on him. And teams just usually don't part away from high draft picks. Ex um, I mean Cardinals were an exception, but like I, I, th I personally think they made a very good decision, and um, well, well, yeah, they made a good decision going from Kyle, Kyler Murray, as he has definitely shown great potential, and you know it also helped my Niners because well we got Nick Bosa. Okay, so um, yeah, let's just get right into it. Well, okay, sorry. Okay, like I was saying. Uh, it's a tale of good offense versus good defense. And good defense bringing in fast San Francisco for Niners with a stellar, stellar front seven. A pretty good secondary. A pretty good side. The secondary has been underrated, underrated all year. They don't have big names, but they have people who they have players who who work hard. They have very some very underrated pieces, and they just work really well as a unit. That's one thing that this defense does well work well as a unit a lot of defenses have tons and tons of talent but yeah they don't really get anywhere like for example Dallas Cowboys I mean it could be due to Garrett but they have their defense is loaded with talent but they don't work, work well as a unit so they you know they went 8-8 eight eight. um so it's a lot of times it's more about more some of the players are one part the coach is another part, um, and Robert Sala is a great defensive coordinator. Um, and he's he's a he's a, he's a great hype man. He really hypes up hypes 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 up fence, and gets it working as one group. You could have a super smart, like, ex like extremely intelligent X's and O's guy, right? Kyle Shanahan is one of those super smart X's and O's guys. At but if they're not charismatic, Kyle Shannon is what I've seen is quite charismatic. But Robert Sala takes it to another level. He is extremely charismatic. And one thing charismatic coordinator or coach does, it just really brings the team together. It hypes up the team. It makes them work as one group. It helps dysfunction. You might some people like would say like, oh Salah's not the smartest, he just tons runs on the zone, he doesn't have much he doesn't do much scheming. Yeah, okay, sure he might not do too much scheming. But one thing this defense works does so well is work as a unit. And they wouldn't be able to work as a unit if they didn't have a hype man like Salah. So that that's one of the things that makes San Francisco Fortnite's defense so good. Now let's look at the now let's look at the Chiefs. What was their what's their headline? Their headline is their explosive offense with their multiple track star receivers and of course the MVP Patrick Mahomes, some say the greatest quarterback in best quarterback in the league. I would say one A and one and one A 
and 1B with um, him and Lamar Jackson. Personally, I think right now, Lamar Jackson might be better. But in terms of moving on in the future, I think Pat, Patrick Mahomes is going to have a better career. Because it's been seen many times, especially with one recent example, is with Colin Kaepernick. He was explosive. He was... He could warp defenses. He could just... He could just run all... He could run all... Run all over defenses. Like, they didn't stop him. And that... And that offense was... Was, um... Coordinated by Greg Bowman. The current Ravens offensive coordinator. And... Can all, all run all over the field. That the, the offense with Colin Kaepernick could run all over the field. You can could stop them. I mean, the refs could, but we don't talk about that. Um, and Lamar Jackson is similar. It's with Greg Roman, and they're running the read option. And the read option was thought to be stopped was with the um, defensive co- defensive coaches, defense coordinators. Defenses got time, got multiple off seasons. With Kaepernick, was about two or three off off seasons to kind of see, hmm, what is, how do we stop this? How do we stop this? And it worked. And they found us. They found the key, free option. And well, I mean, after after the great after their 2013 run, where they got screwed by the refs in the NFC Championship game, um, they went eight and eight the next season. Shit. Um, sure, it could be. Yeah, they in the next season. Kaepernick looked kind of slow. He just, he seemed like he was defense knew what he was doing. When before it was like complete mystery. Well, not complete mystery, but it was a lot more difficult to predict what he was doing. And it's kind of similar with Lamar Jackson. Now he's running all over defenses. You can't stop him, right? But sooner or later, de- defenses are gonna figure him out. I mean, they've figure. Greg Roman's offense, which they already quote unquote figure it out, but John Harbaugh and Roman himself added multiple layers to it, where um, where they, like they would um, slide a tight end over and block the exchange man. So like, so for example, like um, I think it was called a slot exchange, where um, or the gap exchange, gap exchange, where um, like for example, one defender would go for like. Um, for example, if it's a read option play, right, and they snap the ball, right, they fake, like, to fake the handoff to the running back, you know, that the first defender would go for the running back, but another defender would slot exchange and fill the gap of where the previous defender was so they could stop the read option. But now they're, the Ravens are putting, for example, a tight end to block out the man that was supposed to do slot exchange, um, the, sorry, gap exchange. So, um, that's that's working well for them and i just like any other like and i, f- I feel like that's gonna f- get figured out i think it's gonna take a bit more time than just like three years it took with kaepernick but i think it's gonna um but i think sooner or later it's gonna get f- it's gonna get figured out and it's gonna get slowed down i mean you're not able to stop lamar jackson you can't he's just so athletic so fast so strong but um and the way he finishes rounds, he doesn't shy away from taking hits, which is, I mean, one thing that could be ended up being detrimental to his career, but it will lead to a good, of uh, lots, lots of many good prime years. I'm sure his career might be a bit shorter, but anyway, I got a bit off topic, so let's try to get back on topic. 
So I was saying, I was trying to say that, I was trying to allude to that Lamar Jackson currently will probably, this might some people say, I personally think, is better, better than Patrick Mahomes. As so many as the things he can do with his legs. Um, but, but Patrick Mahomes, well, it's been shown that pocket passers, well, he's not necessarily just a pocket passer. He can move the pocket, skip the pocket, but it's been shown that, but here's the thing, he doesn't, he doesn't, like, run with his legs. The difference between him and Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson gets out of the pocket in order to run downfield, right, and make plays that, and that way, that way, but. Patrick Mahomes leaves the pocket in order to extend plays, which is something that Russell Wilson does, and showing that Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson has has had a long and illustrious career, and will continue to have a long and illustrious career. As it, you don't get you don't it's less of a risk of injury, you know, because Lamar Jackson runs all around and gets hit and tackled, but but then when you're in the pocket and you escape pocket, but you throw to extend plays, you know, to run downfield, right? You're not gonna get hit, and are gonna take as many. You're gonna probably have a lower chance of getting an injury. So, um, that's that's my thought that Patrick Mahomes will have a longer career and probably a more illustrious career than Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson might have a few more, might have a few years that he was better than Patrick Mahomes. Like I feel like. The next few years, Lamar Jackson's going to be quite a better quarterback. Not quite, but a good, like, a better quarterback. Not too much of a better quarterback, but a better quarterback. But as the years go by, and Jackson's starting to get figured out, right? I mean, the Titans did it already, so it could be um, earlier than we expect. Um, And as he gets those piling some injuries, you know, kind of slowing down, because athleticism doesn't last forever, you know, when you're like 35, you're not as athletic, athletic as you were when you were like, was Jackson now 22, I think, 21, 22, but as those years go by, Patrick Mahomes will still be just as good, even getting better, you, and Mahomes will soon, soon let it be the best quarterback in the league, I think, right now, he's barely number two to Jackson, but so anyway, let's, uh, let's try to get back on track. I keep getting off track. I'm going to try my best not to. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, back to the Kansas City defense, which is their headline feature. Their headline, you know, their headline. The the Chiefs offense just has so many weapons. That's one thing. They're, just, oh my God, they're packed with track stars. They, they just have so much talent there. With Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, even Demarcus Robinson. Those are four receivers that track, track speed. They're fast. Like, really, really fast. And it's hard to guard an um, offense like that with so many s- track stars. So much speed. And don't... and Oh, my God. I left, I left them out. We can't forget about Travis Kelsey. One of the top red zone tr- threats. One of the... I, I pinned his second greatest tight end, only behind George Kittle, because Kittle is such an amazing blocker that I think um, Kelsey comes close to Kittle in terms of blocking. But Kelsey is quite, quite a receiving threat, quite a receiving threat, especially in the red zone. Um, 
I should personally think that's one place where Kelsey is better than um, Kill. Because, I mean, one thing, Kill doesn't get too many red zone targets, but um, in general, just Kelsey is a better um, red zone target. Okay, <laughs> keep getting sidetracked. Um, so, that's, the, that, that's what the headlines want want it to be right that's what the headlines are good offense versus good defense and if we go by um the saying defense wins championships then it should be obvious right niners easy blow victory right just shut down the chiefs but it's not as easy as that both teams are very well-rounded and it's gonna be more than just oh it's the niners front four you know, rush blitz. Um, don't blitz actually. Just rushing Mahomes, get pressuring him, and then the secondary. And then it could be like the, either receivers beat the secondary. Secondary um, holds back the receivers enough so Mahomes gets sacked. No, no, no. This is more than just that. This is the battle of two very complete teams in a game that I think should be very good. Okay, so let me go into why I think both teams are quite very complete and it's going to be such a good game. It's going to be more than just offense versus defense. Let's start with the Niners. The Niners, um, it's been, you know, you know, it's like, um, the headlines are, right, good defense versus offense, good Niners defense. But Niners offense is just, a, is quite good, actually. Um, I, I just, I, recent, I recently read an article where Exactly who it was, but it was an analyst. Um, he stated that um, the Niners have the highest percentage of or explosive deep plays, but right, they have those explosive deep plays that everyone praised the Chiefs for those big passes across the middle, you know, catch. But you're saying that the Niners have the least attempted. Pat, least, least amount of attempted passes over 20 yards and I think what how's that well it's Kyle Shanahan skimming and his brilliant skimming he small little screen pa- passes dump offs right um those small passes that end up go- going long distances and big and receive in um, yards after um, reception because their receivers are very good receivers especially Kittle they're great blockers, so they can block downfield for whoever got dump off the screenplay and make huge explosive plays that way. That way, everyone wants to see those giant, massive, long passes, but those are a lot of more risky. In a dump off pass, you're probably guaranteed to get at least a few yards, right? So you're probably not gonna get an incompletion because it's a small little tiny toss, right? Basically, a toss. But you have opportunity to get big, giant chunk yardage. Which is what everyone praises the Chiefs for. And the Niners can do it quite well. Maybe not as well, because they can't they can't do it the efficiency of the Chiefs, right? Just like quick pass, boom, 20 yards, boom, 20 yards, boom, 20 yards, boom, 20 yards, right? The Niners are more of a great grind, kinda control the ball, control the clock. While Chiefs offense is more of a um boom score, boom, score, boom, score, boom, score. Um and and there's more than just to the Niners offense and just dump offs. As we saw in the Saints game, the Niners can keep. They can go, they can go more traditional, like a, like a more vertical offense, right? They can, they have, they can, they do their West Coast, right? Their West Coast, more of a horizontal spread, spread the defense out thin, 
spread them vertical, sorry, spread them horizontal, and then have more of a vertical passing game as well. They have both. Though their vertical passing game has not been used too much, only really in the Saints game, but throughout the season, it's but throughout the season, it's mainly been the West Coast, right? Small offs to the receivers, to the running backs, to the tight ends, even. Those have been not as, as successful, even though in theory they might actually be pretty good. Um, and it's like small pass, short passes, uh, lots and lots and lots of running, which is less of a West Coast staple, but it's something they do a lot. And that's one thing I really want to talk about the running game. Oh my god, the running game. Their running game is so good that they can hand it off on basic trap play on a third and eight. On a third and eight at about midfield and get a touchdown. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Who in the right mind would hand it off in a third and eight? Well, obviously, Kyle Shanahan. And, and Kyle Shanahan was definitely in his right mind when he handed it off because he. Because he just the amount of trust he has in his running game is crazy. The way that his father, Mike Shanahan, has taught him how to implement the running game, this, especially the zone running game, which is something that only a few coaches uh, uh, believe. Only two or three teams use, or a few teams, only a few teams use the zone running game, and which is what the Vikings with Gary Kubiak, and of course the Niners with Kyle Shanahan. Just the way the Niners run the ball, it's just like, it's moralizing. It's like, when you, when you just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, only complete six passes. As a defense, you're like, you think, wait, we know what they're going to do. We know where they're going to go, but we still can't stop them. That's, that's so demoralizing. Because just the way the zone running game, just opens, just the outside of the zone running game, it opens up so many holes, so many gate, so many different I'll read so many different reads that you can just choose like whichever cutback lane. It's the amount of different opportunities, different options you have with just one play. You can run one play again and again, one zone running play again and again and again. And multiple different options, multiple different outcomes for each play. One of them could be just a small little gain on the inside, right? Or another game could be a, ma- a long outside stretch that where the running back gets a good angle on a on like a safety or a linebacker and just explodes off for a touchdown. There's so many different opportunities with the zone running game. That's just what makes this Niners run game so, so, so just good. I mean, when you run the ball like this, like in that Green Bay game, they got a random a second and like five. They got to fake the handoff. And the linebackers would have been like almost at the line of scrimmage. Like linebackers would be so out of position they could just hit like Debo Samuel, who's been great this year, for like 30 plus yards whenever they want. But no, they stuck to the run game because they knew they could win with it. And the run game just the run game always prevails. It's throughout the years it's always been you run the ball, you win the game. That's what Niners have shown. So. I don't know why people are sleeping on the Niners. Often saying it's all about their defense, all about the defense. It's it's sure they, sure they don't have too many like they don't have as many like um, stars and like big names on offense. I mean they have quite a big big names. They have George Kill, best tight end in football. Uh, Debo Samuel, he's not much of a big name, but I mean 
he's just working his way up. Emmanuel Sanders, right? But that's really the extent of it. I'm, but I'm, I mean, Raheem Moster, I mean, now he's coming a big name, but before he was, not many people knew about him. I mean, I mean, and their O line is one that's severely undervalued. I mean, um, McGlinchey's doing great in his second year. Staley is somehow still making it work at his old age, and they're um, uh, like in the, the the Jamaican Tomlinson, he's still doing pretty well at his age. Um, the center Bed and Garland stepped up when Weston Richburg. <laughs> Weston Richburg got injured, and he's doing great as well. Um, and of course, Mike Person is still being just as consistent, just as consistent as before. So they have an undervalued O line. They feel this doesn't get as much attention as some like the Cowboys O line, which is packed with stars. So I feel like their offense in general is kind of mixed on, and their entire team is um, quite quite well rounded and. I don't know what they're saying. Well, they're saying why they're saying, oh, their their defense, their offense, it's gonna be a low-scoring game because their offense won't be able to put enough put up enough numbers, and they have to make they have to make sure that the Chiefs don't score too much because then they won't be able to catch up because they won't be able to score as much as the Chiefs. Sure, that's in part true that they can't score. Probably might not be able to score as much as the Chiefs, but the way that they control the ball and they control the clock, if they get up by like, let's say they get up by like. 10, 14, let's they got up at 14, right, the Titans thought they were good, right, the Titans thought they were, they were up big, up, up big, they were up double digits, and like, okay, yeah, we're gonna win this, but, they just weren't able to control the clock, when, when you do a power, more of a power run game with, like, Derrick Henry, right, you know, kind of basically what they're gonna do, it's, it's either hand, hand it off to Derrick Henry, or toss it to Derrick Henry, with the, Niners run game. It's just so much, so much smoke, so many smoke and mirrors, right? There's motions and like um, uh, motions, RPOs, so many things that just like throw you off. You can run the same play a billion times over and just have different motion, different motions each time, different um, name the play something else, even though it's completely same play. You can you can have a receiver motion to one side and just motion right back to where we were the before, run that play, have a good outcome, and fly back, go back to the line of scrimmage. Run the same play, except that receiver, except a different receiver does the same exact thing. Runs to one side, runs right back, run the same play, and it's it's really a smoke and mirrors. Com- where it's where they can run the ball again and again and again and again and again and again and you just can't stop them. So they can control the clock. Um so that's why I feel like the Niners' uh, offense is so undervalued. And let's go to the other team, Chiefs. Their defense is quite under. Well, their defense is also slept on. Well, okay. Well, okay. Let's go back to the headline. The headline. The headline of the day. The the stop the will stop stop you. The lockdown defense versus the explosive offense, right? Well, we talked. We already said how both teams are very complete. The Niners have good offense. They have a g- great defense. Uh, great offense. Right. Great offense. Excellent defense. Right. Chiefs. Right. They're all about their you know offense. Right. They're about the heavy passing game. Lots and lots of passes. And that's one thing I feel like 
is interesting about the Chiefs. They don't run the ball. They have a star running back. They have a great running back. I believe... Actually, never mind. Um, they have a star running back, but they just don't run the ball. They don't run the ball, which is crazy to think. Because what's crazy for me is um, that when you keep running the ball, right? they're one-dimensional. Right? They're going to pass the ball. So the defensive front doesn't have to... Um, just like take a sec to see, okay, they're gonna run it. Okay, we're gonna go more horizontally and go after the running back, right? Or, oh, they're gonna pass it. Okay, we're gonna go straight. It takes them a second to see, okay, they're gonna run or pass, right? But when you're one dimensional, you can go straight right to the quarterback, right straight to the quarterback. If you don't have a running game, straight, straight to the quarterback. That's one thing that happened to the Vikings, one thing that happened to the Packers, and one thing that also happened to the Titans. You can, you can right, the D-line doesn't have to take a sec. You go straight right to the quarterback, right? Um, which you would think would stall out of offense, right? Because they just could get in sacks and sacks has a pressure. But it, has, it hasn't happened to the Chiefs' defense, Chiefs' offense, sorry. Which is crazy to think because it's like just the, um, defend, the defense line just has one straight line. Just go boom, get the quarterback. But it hasn't been that easy. The Kansas City O-line, which I feel like is also a bit underrated, has been holding up really well. Um, and and their pass-heavy offense, extremely pass-heavy offense, has not been seen, has not seem, does not seem to be really hindering them too much. If, if they had a run game, it would be even better. But if they had a yeah, run the ball more. They would take touches away from Patrick Mahomes, and you don't know. They're they have they do they pass the ball very well, and it seems like, and with especially with their track star receivers, and also with track star receivers, I think uh, they should they do really well. They are suited for that, and they do really well on that. Also, I thought um, if they would run the ball more, they kind of have a diva receiving course. I mean, the Niners don't have something a lot of teams don't have. Like, they have a diva receiver in Tyreek Hill. Like, do you expect Tyreek Hill to go out in front and and, um, and give block, right, and just, like, block defenders, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the way he thinks. He, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to give, like, pass me the ball a billion times, right? That's what he wants. He doesn't want to be blocking out in front. So, um, I feel like they're suited for passing game and they should stick with their passing game right that's one thing they do well and if, if it ain't broke don't fix it right they're explosive offense um which you know statistics wise as actually the niners actually scored more points per game than the chiefs but sometimes statistics statistics can lie as chiefs defense in some statistical categories is better than the niners defense and it's and we, we put it through the eye test, though. If you look at, if you use the eye test, it's obvious that Chiefs' offense is better than Niners. Niners' offense, well, not obvious actually. Though, well, they're two different styles of offense. They're different two different styles of offense. The Niners' offense, you know, you think is score, you know, grind it out, score a little bit, but like they average more points per game. But through the eye test, it's obvious that they're a grindy team, right? Um. And on defense, is obvious that is a very obvious that the Niners' defense is better than the, Niner, uh, the Chiefs'. Let's talk about the Chiefs' defense a little bit. I feel like their Chiefs' defense is quite a bit underrated. Um, uh, Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, he anchors that defense. He um, 
this holds down the fourth for them. Their D line is pretty good, especially like with Frank Clark and company. And you know their line. Well, I don't know too much about their linebackers, but um, I do know that they're not the they're not one of the best uh, linebacking groups in the in, in the league. I believe they're about average, maybe quite closer to one of the worst. But then again, I don't know too much about the linebackers, so don't cool me on anything. Um, but since I don't know too much about them, I'm obviously assuming that they're probably not the best. But linebackers aren't everything. Um, but I mean, oh, here's thing. Here's thing. One thing I want to clarify: they're professional football players. They are still very, 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 very good. But compared to other football players, could be not quite up to par compared to others compared to up, up compared to other professional football players. That's one thing I want to get across. When you call a, um, a professional football player bad, they're not bad. They are very, very, very good. They got to that position somehow. They were good. They are probably still good. But when you call up uh, a professional professional sports player trash, that's that's terrible. That's that is um, a terrible mindset. Mind mindset because one, it's not it's not very nice. And two, that they're a professional player. They're very, 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 very good. Compared to other players, they might be subpar. But they're still very, very good. That's one thing about the linebacking, linebacking core. Um, uh, so yeah, in, in general, their defense is pretty good. Um, held down by the, um, the Honey Badger. And that pretty good D-line. Um, though they are ranked one of the worst... Um, I believe 25th in rushing yards allowed, which is not good because you're probably playing the one, two, probably two, to the second best rushing attack in the league, in the Niners. But no, I mean some people have said, oh, but they slowed down Derrick Henry, and they slowed down Mike Rooney, who who's so good, and he beat the Ravens. But um, it's. They're, they're running games are different. They're, they're for some reason the Titans shy away from the running game because they got down. The Chiefs offense did what it needed to do, and um, and um, put up big points really quick, incredibly quick. And so the Titans had to kind of shy away, shy away from the running game, which is something that I feel like Mike Shanahan, Cal Shanahan won't do, as Cal Shanahan is very very devoted to run game, and. He will still run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, even if he's tied game. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Run the ball. Oh, he's not in the panic to oh, we have to score, put up points, got to put up points, got to put up points. Only to allow the Chiefs to come back and score again. That's one thing that has been shown throughout the years that if you can, if there is a good player on the other team, if you keep him off the field, you're probably going to do pretty good. That player, as good as they are, if they're not on the field, they can't make an impact. And if the Niners, I feel like the key to victory in this game is if the Niners can run the ball, keep a big chunk of possession, control the clock, and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, they're going to win. But if they can't do that, if they shy away from the running game, if Kyle Shanahan for some reason goes back to 28, goes back to 28 to 3 mode, yeah, it's going to be a rough day. Um, so I'd like to put some, I, some finishing thoughts on this. Both teams are um, 
in the, in the Super Bowl, right, are both heavily, but the headlines are obviously good defense versus good offense, but I feel like Niners have a very good offense, and Chiefs have a pretty good defense, so I feel like, um, I, I think this is going to be a very good game, it's going to be, Super Bowl 54 is going to go down as one of the good games in history, NFL history, and I hope, I hope, I really, really hope it's not, it's not screwed up by ref ball, because going back to, to when the Niners made, 2000, made the Super Bowl in 2012, 2012-2013 season, it was, it was the Super Bowl technically happened in 2013, but it was a 2012 season, um, when Michael Crabtree should have been called for the pass, well, um, defender got a bit handsy with Michael Crabtree, and there should have been pass interference called. There wasn't. Refs held the whistles, held their whistles, and the Niners lost. Sad. I just hope this, and, and also, of course, the Saints um, and uh, Rams and uh, NFC Championship game. That was quite that was really unfortunate that um, the Saints got ref balled like that. And I, I really, 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 really hope this game isn't played ref ball. Because if you're on the winning side, you know, like, when the when the Niners beat the Seahawks in Week 17, I was really, really happy. But part of me was like, I don't know, was that a pass interference? And was that not a pass interference? That part of, um, I'm sort of wondering, that part of me was like, eh, it wasn't really, it wasn't really solid, super concise victory. So, um... But I bet even even if it was called pass interference, uh, the Seahawks would probably at the one yard line still probably pass the ball and get picked off by Mal somehow Malcolm Butler will come out of nowhere and just pick off the ball um, for the for the Niners just like out of nowhere. Um, so you never you never know with Pete Carroll. Um, anyway, back back to the topic subject at hand. Uh, I, I, I hope this game got a ref ball because even the winning side was super guilty. Like, eh, I don't know, it wasn't much of a victory. I don't know. It, I just hope it, I, on the losing side, it's like, on the losing side, it's even worse because, like, those stupid refs, stupid refs would have won if it wasn't for the refs. I don't, I really hope this kind of stuff that doesn't happen. I hope it's a clean game. I hope it's a good game. I know it's going to be a good game. It's the Niners are finally back to the Super Bowl after two to three years of just, like, being doo doo, um, the Chiefs are finally back. Are finally back to the Super Bowl. If they went win this, they'll be. I believe it was 50 years since the last time they won the Super Bowl. Or been to the Super Bowl? Or won? I'm not sure. But um, and also if also the storyline, the narratives. If whoever wins, if the Niners win, the narrative is going to be they uh, they played a lot better than expected. They expected to go like 13 and 13. Sorry, three and thirteen, four and twelve. They expected to be really bad. Um, they still be rebuilding, but they're way ahead of schedule. And thirteen three shot the world, right? The, the narrative is the Niners lose. It's gonna be, you know, they did really had a season. They did a lot better than expected, and there is still hope. There is still hope. They're they can very good championship windows very very open their team is very very young they have so many young pieces they have they've locked up the quarterback in a pretty at time it looked like a pretty bad contract but now it looks like a bargain it looks like a great contract for Jimmy Garoppolo um and 
and for the Niners, yeah, there is their championship window is very open. It's very still quite open. But for the Chiefs, it's I want to. It's Andy Reid's like last shot, not last shot, but it's getting close to where he's has. It's gonna be his last shot. Um, where he has to perform in this game. He, the, the, if the Chiefs lose, then there is gonna be uh, is, is Andy Reid the job, right? Is Andy Reid a legit coach? Like is his is his like if the Niners run all over the Chiefs, it's gonna the narrative is gonna be is Andy Reid's pass heavy game pass heavy offense really gonna work? Uh, like is it really actually that effective? You know, Andy Reid could be fired and that would be quite detrimental to, to Patrick Mahomes. Because Patrick one Patrick Mahomes as Andy Reid's offense includes a lot of super deep ball passing and that's one thing Patrick Mahomes is great at with his rocket arm. So, um, that's what that's what narrative for the Chiefs. Um, Andy Reid is Andy Reid's um, pass-heavy offense really that effective? Is it good? Should um, should he fire him because his because he failed? All right, stuff like that. Like, the, the Chiefs still have a shot, right? Or will they will they will they always lose in the playoffs, right? And I'll be narrative. So it for both teams. It's well, especially for the Chiefs. It's gonna be a lot of pressure on the Chiefs, and they should, they have to perform in order to keep right. In order, and if Andy Reid wants to keep his job, I I don't think he'll be fired if he loses. But I think it's gonna put the nice with management. Um. So yeah, some closing thoughts. I know Dallas was being closing thoughts, but that took way too long. Closing thoughts is if the Niners control the control the ball, control the clock. And they just run on the, down the Chiefs' throat. Um, if the Chiefs, right, um, go back to their 25th, 25th best run defense in the league, um, then the Niners gonna win. But if the if the if the Chiefs, but the Chiefs' track star receivers are just too fast for the Niners' secondary, and Patrick Mahomes can evade the pocket and get away from the pass rushers and give and give him and give hit. Give his truck star receivers enough time to mix, to make se- get separation. Then it's gonna be a rough day for the Niners. And another thing is, if the Niners can't get to the run game, it can't they can't go back to the old reliable run game. It's also gonna be quite a rough day. So it's quote unquote the, the quote unquote tale of offense versus defense. But really, it's can really it's. So many more facets of the game, and so many more things that will be going into this game, not just the good offense, but because good defense. Well, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, this episode of the podcast. I hope it wasn't kind of a ramble. I try to be making it more casual. I probably messed up and screwed up a lot, but uh, I'm trying, hoping I can get better and better at this. At this, I think the phone rang a few times as well, so please excuse that. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I really do. I will try my best to push as many episodes. I know there was a bit of a time where I didn't make too many episodes. I was just busy and I had so many things, so, so many things on my plate. Uh, well, yeah. Again, thank, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Um, I, it would be great if you could spread the word. I'm trying to grow this project and make it a, a part-time hobby of mine instead of making one every week or two. I, w- I want to do like one every like, two or three weeks. And I will, and I'm starting to get. I have quite actually a few people that um, are listening to this podcast, and they want to be guests. And it's kind of tough for me. Um, I'm trying to put put them through Discord, but I, 
my schedules are overlap schedules are not overlapping and we're having some issues but they're hopefully i i 75 percent sure i will have our next guest on the next episode of this podcast in a few days a few days hopefully well again again thank you thank you so much for listening have a good one folks goodbye Thank you.